did give me a good chuckle. So thank you very much for that message. 702 Weekend Breakfast with Gubs Msungu. Standing in for Filo Mpakanyani. Let's walk the talk. It's uh, 12 minutes after 8 o'clock. Time for us to chat parenting and joined on the line as always by human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. And we're talking about how children connect their dots, connect the dots in their minds and bodies when they build. Nikki, good morning. Good morning, Gog. Always a pleasure chatting to you. So when we talk about when kids build, what do we mean? What, what would they be building? When kids are building, what they're really experimenting with is putting things together and pulling them apart. And this is such a necessary part of child development. And if you think about uh, young babies who's sitting on the floor, if they get hold of, say, a tissue box or a box of tissues, what's the first thing they do? They pull all the tissues out of the box. If they get hold of mum's handbag, the first thing they do is they pull everything out. So it's part of exploring the world and finding out what's there. And the first thing that young children do is they pull things apart before they get to the stage of putting things back together again. And it's like, I want to give an example of the fact that a word is made up of letters. And children have to first understand what the letters are before they can put the word together so that it makes sense. So the letters C-A-T, you and I know that logically you put it together, C-A-T, in that order to create the word cat. But long before they can create the word cat, they are learning C-T-A, T-C-A, A-T-C, etc., It doesn't have any meaning for them until they've worked through different stages of learning. So I just want everybody to understand that construction toys themselves are vital to help children to learn how to pull things apart and then put things together with meaning. Mm -hmm. And why is this so important, this kind of pulling things? And again, I imagine for many of us, we think, oh, it's going to be a bit of a mess. And playtime can be quite messy. But And we've spoken about, you know, the need for kids to have time just to kind of think through their idea, come back to it, revisit it. But now we're talking about them kind of building and why that matters. Yeah. So, um, you know, your children are going to need a little bit of space. Uh, for building. And building actually starts with things like your pots and your pans. So when your child, your toddler is sitting on the floor in the kitchen while you're cooking, um, you know, they're pulling the pots and pans out and they're finding the matching lids. So they're taking, uh, you know, two pieces and putting it together. Uh, And then, you know, one of the first toys that a baby is given are those nesting cups and all the little beakers you know, nest into each other. But if you turn them the other way around, you can stack them one on top of the other to create a tower. And that tower, to begin with, is actually taller than your child. And the first thing they're going to do is actually knock it down. So deconstruction is the first phase of of learning how to build. And what are children actually learning when they are knocking that tower down? Is they're learning about gravity? They're learning about their power over the world, their impact 
on the world. So it's it's actually such an interesting thing because children learn in different phases. There are three different phases of learning anything. And the first is concrete learning. So this is where they play with something real like the pots and the pans or um, they have a real experience of an apple, for example. And they have this multi-sensory experience of the apple. It's round. They can feel that through their senses through their skin, it's round. And um, when you bite it, there's a taste and there's a smell and it's drippy and oozy, you know. There's juice in an apple and it's crunchy. And, you know, it might be red or it might be green. So that's their real experience of an apple, which gives them an understanding of what an apple is through all of their senses. Then the semi-concrete aspect of learning is they might be being read a book or reading a book themselves and they see an apple tree in the book and they see a picture of an apple. Because they've had an experience physically of an apple, their brain can connect all of the physical experiences of that apple with the picture. So we call this a semi-concrete experience. And a child who, say, for example, never eaten an apple won't derive as much meaning from the semi-concrete experience as a child who does. And then the third uh, stage of learning is abstract. And that would be, once they start to read, it would be the letter A, the word apple. Apple, the word apple in a sentence. Um, it might be that they're doing maths and there are pictures of apples to denote the number five. Uh, and so gradually they learn what abstract learning is. But if a child has had the gift of real concrete experiences with things like building blocks, then they have got the wiring laid down for more abstract subjects like geometry or learning different shapes in maths like parallelograms at some point or fractions like two halves make a whole, like a big square can be made up of four little squares or two rectangles or eight triangles. So can you see where I'm going with this? We're mm -hmm. laying down the neurological pathways actually for reading, for writing and for maths through play with very little stress. So, I mean, I'm just thinking as you were describing the impact of a, or the importance of a concrete learning experience, would that be why, for instance, as kids, we, or children build things, um, for instance, you may have taken a brick and used it as a car, or you took, um, you know, you made stuff, you created mud houses, or I used to love making mud pies, for instance, or as if I were baking, but using mud, um, is that an ex an example of a concrete learning experience where you're using something to kind of you're using a thing as a tool to do something else? Nikki? Not sure what's happening. Uh, we seem to have lost Nikki there. I'm not sure where she's gone. Nikki? Oh, hello. There you am go. You're, yes, you're back. Oh, okay. We lost you. So I was saying, is that, is that, am I understanding what a concrete learning experience is correctly? Yes. Yes, you are. So anytime that you're using um, real objects, um, you are having a concrete learning experience. You were mentioning making mud houses. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, children really can use so many different things to 
to, to make fun out of nothing. And I'll give you an example um, of, um, you know, if children have done, have used construction toys, um, as they get older, they learn to do different things with construction. And you mentioned a brick just now, and that reminded me of the fact that when my kids were kind of between 10 and 12 years of age, they were in the driveway with their bicycles and they got some bricks and they got some planks of wood and they created ramps. They built ramps so that they could ramp their bicycles up over the planks, over the the, 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 the bricks. And they had the most incredible time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were really doing science because they were working out force and distance. So you can see how, um, you know, that experimentation with the world is so important to prove a point, you know. Can we make this happen? Mm. I arrived at, at preschool once, Googs, um, when my youngest was um, turning four, and I was just watching quietly from afar. Four little boys had got out the big building blocks, the wooden building blocks. So a good preschool will have a lot of different construction toys. And they didn't just have the small building blocks. They had these giant building blocks. And these four little boys had got together as a little brains trust team and decided to design an airplane using wooden building blocks. Now, wooden building blocks are Every child needs the gift of a set of wooden building blocks. So wooden building blocks, it's all about balance. It's all about estimation. You can't screw anything together, click anything together like you can, say, with, with Lego. It, they're not magnetic, so everything is about balance. And it was phenomenal mm-hmm. to watch these kids building an airplane, which sits at an angle. You know how an airplane sits on its two front wheels? Um, and and to watch them do this and the teamwork and the creativity and the problem solving, which I think you were alluding to just now when you were talking about using, you know, doing mud houses and things, that was also creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. And we need kids who can come up with creative ideas, original solutions to problems. And it really starts with things like building blocks, um, sets of Zoob, a train set. You know, a train set is about problem solving. How do we create a a figure of eight track? How do we create a circular track? Um, You know, those are all problems that need to be solved. And they get solved by thinking and then making your thinking visible by building. Mm. You were saying that, um, I mean, we were just talking about how you can use, for instance, blocks or, uh, uh, for instance, a brick uh, for, for that learning, that there are ways or there are things that can be used uh, for this kind of learning, for building, um, that doesn't always involve necessarily buying toys. What are some of those things that can be used? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you can keep boxes, children, babies, children, toddlers love boxes. To, to put um, little boxes inside big boxes, to then stack boxes on top of each other. Uh, you could use, and I remember doing this once, my kids used to, um, I, I had these little plastic suitcases that I used to keep different kind of toys in. So, you know, the plastic food um, pieces were in one, the building blocks were in another. 
the um, wooden railway track was a train track was in another and the doctor kit was in another. And we had about, I think, eight or ten of these plastic suitcases. And one day, I remember my kids stacked all the plastic suitcases on top of each other to see how high the pile would be. And then they got one of their um, um, Hot Wheels car sets. It's like a train track, you know, you build the car track. And they actually set that up to go from the top of the pile of suitcases down to the floor, so to the very steep track. You know, that's creativity, where you mix different toys together to create even more fun. And um, so, so don't stop your children from mixing toys together. There's another um, range of, of, of wooden building blocks that I'd like to recommend called planks. Um, and it's P-L-A-N-X. And they are literally rectangular, thin rectangular pieces of wood that your children can do anything with. So one of the things with construction toys that we need to be aware of is that there are two kinds of construction. The one is free play. Free play, use your imagination, and there are no guidelines. There are no instruction booklets. Mm -hmm. And this is really important that children get to use their imagination and connect the dots in their own way. And then, of course, you know, if you look at something like a set of Lego, um, you can buy very specific Lego sets or, say, a model airplane set. Or you can go and find experiment kits where you can build uh, little electrical circuits and things where you have to follow the instructions step by step to get it right in order for it to work, like with the little electricity set or a, a complicated model, you know, airplane model. Um, and, and with like a Lego set, you might have five different ways of building with that set of Lego in order to create five different models. So children do need to learn how to follow instructions, visual instructions. You know, that's copying, but in three dimensions. And that's what building does for children. It allows them to construct things in 3D, which is very, very important, especially when you consider groups how much time they spend on a screen. Mm. And when they're on a screen, they're not playing in a multi-sensory way and they're not building in 3D, even if they are building on a screen. It's not the same as building a three-dimensional model. So allow your children to do the free play, connect the dots in their own way, and then have other toys and games where they actually have to follow instructions as well. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question was, what happens if, and again, I think there are many challenges, uh, you know, that parents are having to manage. What happens if your kids don't get enough time to build, um, either because, you know, they're spending more time at school or they're spending more time watching TV or, you know, I know I have a lot of screen time. If I'm not looking at a laptop screen, I'm looking at my cell phone or, you know, so there is a lot of screen time for all of us. But what does that impact on kids if they're not getting that time to, to build and play? So let's go back to where we started with the conversation, which was discussing concrete learning, having a real multi-sensory experience uh, with real games and toys actually feeds the brain with signals through the senses. So, for example, um, there are about seven different stages of block play, like wooden blocks. The first thing a baby under or a toddler under the age of two does is they just explore them with their mouths and they carry them around. They don't even use them for building. 
And then stage two, which is around age two or three, is where building actually begins. And what they usually do is make towers or rows. Um, horizontal or vertical. Um, and so that's stacking. And then stage three is where they start building bridges. So they build a bridge between two blocks with something else. So they bridge the space between blocks. Can you see how the three-dimensional learning is important here? Mm-hmm. Then stage four is where they build enclosures where they use a number of blocks. And this is where you bring in like the plastic animals and they make enclosures for the animals. Um, and it's fascinating to watch children do this. And then around the age of four, they start using blocks to create patterns and symmetry. So if you think about, say, the Greek Parthenon, you know, that kind of a structure where what happens on the left happens on the right. And they start creating building houses. And then stage six and seven is where they actually start naming the structures that they're building. And then they start building things to represent real things that they've seen in life. And so you can see how they've gone from pure exploration of the blood through their hands and their mouths to actually building something that represents something they've seen in their lives. And that just shows how the blocks, block play, the construction toys have actually stimulated their learning and taken them through the concrete, the semi-concrete and the abstract. And don't forget how important building blocks are, to go back to what I said earlier, in things like reading and writing. Because reading and writing, letters are made up of parts and words are made up of letters and sentences are made up of words and paragraphs then form and then stories are made up of paragraphs. So it's just like one building block to many building blocks becomes something that means something to your child. Mm. We received a WhatsApp voice note, not quite on uh, the talk about building and the importance for kids, but a question around uh, some of the pressures that parents have to deal with. Take a listen. Morning 702 is Lerato from Johannesburg. Uh, I want to comment on the topic about the parents suing the the son and the daughter-in-law i think it's a bit unfair because i think you don't have to pressurize someone on having kids Mm. sorry i thought this was related to our topic it was another topic from earlier on sorry about that um and in terms of where to find if you're looking for more information on the importance or how to you know allow kids to connect the dots through building where can parents go for more information they can come and join me on facebook in my closed parenting matters group where the conversation will continue around building, creativity, original thought, creativity within boundaries, thinking skills and problem solving. Nikki, thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting to you.